Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Good morning, beloved friends. We are living in some strange and uncertain times. As sickness spreads across the globe, so does the very real threat of increased isolation. And even with the plethora of connections we are making through social media, The world can feel like a scary and lonely place right now. It can feel like each one of us is on our own, and it is impossible to know exactly when, where, and how this all will end. It does not feel like an exaggeration to me to say most days right now, it feels like we are, well, flying blind. Flying blind. Some of you may know this hyperbolic expression dates from World War II, when it was used by pilots who could not see the horizon and therefore had to rely on the instruments in their cockpits. And while that feels like an apropos description of the world around us today, it also seems to apply to the lesson we just heard from the Gospel of John. In John's Gospel, The author has Jesus performing seven signs to demonstrate Jesus' divine status. Today's healing of the blind man is the sixth sign in this series. The church has traditionally used this story of this man's physical healing as a metaphor for spiritual awakening. It is a powerful metaphor and one that feels timely and also strangely comforting to me in this otherwise discomforting new reality. In short, it is a story of a man blind from birth who ends up being healed by Jesus. The complexity of the story weaves in and around other key actors, including the disciples, the man's parents, the Pharisees, all finding their own ways to challenge or to push back on the healing that none of them seem to embrace as gift. So much so that they end up not even recognizing the man after the miracle has occurred. And is often the case for me. Each time this story comes up in our lectionary cycle of readings, it is one of those that I think I know so well until I hear it again and find myself hearing something new. This time, I noticed that the blindness in the story was as apparent in every other actor in this little mini-drama, in some sense, as in the blind man himself. 
Everyone, including his parents, seemed to push away. They had known this man from birth. And yet his physical condition seemed to have permeated their total perception of who he was in the world. Has that ever happened to you? Have others taken an aspect of who you are? Let's say, oh, maybe who you love, or where you're from, or what language you speak, or what color your skin is, or what degrees you have, or what job you have. You get the picture on and on. And from that one aspect of who you are, as important as it may be, people have created a full and exclusive preconception of who you are in total. And nothing or anybody can do anything to change that perception of how they see you. Ignorance is a kind of blindness, to be sure, and one that has caused great spiritual damage in the church and throughout centuries. And yet and still, our Christian tradition tells us that God's presence is real and persistent even in the face of such blindness, even in the face of real pain. I have a wonderful brass plaque up in my office here that my mother gave me years ago with words from Psalm 111. It says simply, bidden or not bidden, God is present. I look at it every day as I walk into my office and I am grateful for the reminder. It is the same message I hear now in this story of the blind man and the gospel writer's desire for us to open our eyes to new ways of seeing, regardless of the blindness all around. In light of today's gospel, I think this sign could also be read as seen or unseen. God is present. In these strange and uncertain times, days of suffering, sickness, and anxiety, I wonder what, who, and how we might be able to see things differently. As the world looks for some sign of hope, I want to believe they will find some of that hope here in our community at Trinity, in our willingness to love boldly and prophetically, in the ways we care for our most vulnerable, in the difficult decisions we make together, in the ways we offer our hearts for the common good. We will get to the other side of this one day, but our mission, carrying on the work of Jesus in this world, continues today and every day. During both ordinary, simple, small times, and in excruciatingly unnerving times like today, we are called to roll up our sleeves, spiritually and literally, and offer everything we have as faithful laborers in the field. There is no question who we are called to be day to day, regardless of the circumstances before us. This Lenten season, we have been reading and discussing Joan Chittister's wonderful and challenging book, The Time Is Now, A Call to Uncommon Courage. And what better time than now to embrace her plea to us all to become prophets of truth and courage. Sister Joan calls us to drop the scales of our blindness and fear and isolation and instead get engaged and committed as global citizens to sow kindness in the fields of strife, to sow peace 
in the fields of anxiety, to sow love in the fields of self-interest, to embody Jesus in this broken, hurting, and confused world. Ultimately, the blindness in our lives today is really not about the quality of our vision or the condition of our eyes. It is not about the darkness around us, but I suspect it's much more about the darkness within us, how we see others, what we see in the world, the way we see life is less about the objects of our sight and truly more about ourselves. The truth is, more often than not, I suspect we do not see God, people, things, or circumstances as they are, but rather as we are. Until our eyes are opened through an experience that takes us beyond the limits of ourselves, maybe an experience that some of us would define as encountering Christ, or maybe others would define as a less quantifiable experience of deep love or connection, regardless of our descriptors, left to our own devices, our seeing is really just a projection of ourselves out onto the world. What we see and how we see reflect what is going on inside of us. If we wish to see God, life, and others as they really are, then we may want to attend to what is going on in us first. And in that reality, Left on our own, we will always be flying blind, unable to see the horizon if we remain intent on ourselves as our only instruments of navigation. For in the end, true sight, the kind that connects us deeply with both our best selves and the advance of goodness in the world around us, comes first from the heart, not from the eyes. And maybe, just maybe, the same could be said of our faith as well. It seems worth noticing the faith of the blind man was something he grew into with each telling of his miracle. With each iteration, his story increased in depth and acclamation, a kind of faith crescendo, if you will, until he was willing and able to give a prophetic witness, his true testimonial, some might say. And all of this comes through a story using ordinary things, light, dark, spit, mud, water. These simple ingredients make up the recipe for this healing, his transformation, this change of heart. Is it any wonder that these are the particular elements our storyteller implores to offer such a beautiful metaphor, inviting us all to embrace new ways of seeing in our own lives? Weren't these the same elements used in Genesis in the stories of creation? In this story, mud is smeared on the blind man's eyes and he has made a new creation, washing away all that might have kept him from seeing the world and his place and his relationship to God in a different way. So as we continue to walk together, though properly spaced and distanced, of course, in these coming days, what I wish for all of us is the discovery of new ways of seeing and being in the world. Perhaps in this new world of Zoom and blue jeans, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and a plethora of other online applications and tools trying to keep us connected, maybe too, we will find ways to tell our stories 
and increase our ability to become prophetic witnesses of God's love and amazing grace in our lives. So, hey, maybe I was wrong. Maybe we aren't flying blind after all. Maybe we too can and will find the courage and tenacity to speak up for what we see in the world that needs to be changed, to align our hearts and hands to the work of supporting those in need, and to break down the walls of our own arrogance and fear in order to connect and care for each other more deeply. The gift of our faith is that we can see the horizon. Easter is coming. The resurrection cannot be contained by any pandemic. And the gift of baptism calls us to rely on our faith as the instruments we need to move us forward in courage, hope, and love. My beloved friends, stay safe. Stay connected. Open your prophetic eyes and help me make some noise. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. May it be so.